This is Binod Shankar and you're listening to the Real Finance Mentor podcast from the realfinancementor.com. The Real Finance Mentor is your go-to resource for insight and inspiration on careers in finance, CFA and more. I would think why this podcast? Well, my goal is to deliver insight and inspiration for your finance career by making it one relatable. This is not theoretical stuff. We zero in on the critical practical issues. Number 2, authentic. No bullshit, no sidestepping. The topics, guests and questions are all from that perspective. And number 3, take a chartered accountant CFA charter holder, add 17 plus years as a corporate warrior, mix in 10 years of entrepreneurship, through a decade of full-time CFA training, add speaking, mentoring, cycling and mountaineering, and that's me. Welcome to the real finance mentor, or as I call it, RFM. Hi guys, this is Binod Shankar here, podcast host of the Real Finance Mentor podcast, the podcast that brings you insight and inspiration for your finance careers. Now, today we're going to have the 31st episode. Yeah, I know, time flies, right? 30 episodes so far. And we're not going to have a guest on the show and I think, oh my god, is he going to talk again? Thankfully, I'll make it brief at the beginning. So instead of me talking or one guest talking, you're going to have many of them because what i've done i realized that for the last so many episodes i used to ask towards the end my guest to mention the three top career tips that he personally believed in for youngsters either about to enter or already in early career right and i found that there's a fascinating collection of very inspirational very in- insightful detailed tips some of them were more than three tips so today's episode number 31 is going to be about top career tips from my brilliant guests uh, there will be a transcript of the entire uh, career tips just below the video so please go through that as well if you wish and i hope uh, you learn a lot from what my guest had to say onwards and upwards yes i guess there would be a lot of advice that uh, one could give uh but based on my experience i feel uh, the one most important point for me was to get a mentor and if you are able to get that mentor early in your field that is going to play a very important role because mentors are those people who give you an unbiased view of different decisions that you are going to make in your career so they give you that view and they can help you identify your weaknesses and strengths which is very important you can't just get into a field just because you think you want to you need to know about what challenges you are going to face and all i think that that's why it's important for you to have that mentor and i would suggest not to just uh, ask a manager to become your mentor i would rather suggest someone who can give you an unbiased opinion it can be any other colleague of yours who may be working in a different uh, field uh in a different team uh but yeah it's better that you get that mentor early on in your career the second point would be uh i'm sure i think i have already talked about that uh, uh in the podcast it's networking early you will come to know about what's actually going on uh in the industry it and not only really that it also opens you to a lot of opportunities which are going to be there in my case uh, those were essentially investment conferences volunteering at cfa society uh, the kind of exposure that it gives you 
uh, again, it's not, you don't have to think that you will do that only because you want to make a job switch. It's just about making that connections because you have no idea uh, how you're going to meet other people, right? You know, that's how I met you, for example. Uh, we didn't know that we would meet each other. So it, I think that's the power of networking. Uh, you can meet so many people uh, who will be relevant to your uh, who will be relevant to your industry. Uh, so it plays a very important role. And I think third one is uh, being humble and having a continued learning approach. Uh, great minds who, are, who I have come across, they always have these two traits. Uh, and things change so fast in the industry. So you need to be acquainted with these skills and stay updated. You know, when I look at people like you and so many different folks uh, who are head at their companies or uh, directors at the levels and all, I think when I look at them, they, uh, I always have that sense of respect for them. And I'm always impressed because they have that kind of knowledge, not only in their field, they will also have knowledge in what's actually going on, uh, yeah, I mean, so outside. Uh, so I think if, um, I think these would be the three uh, key pieces of advice that uh, um, I could give. But yeah, again, it's, uh, I'm still in the early phase. Maybe uh, there will be a few more to come, but it's more, uh, try to have those experience over the period. And you know how I like to start many answers with a caveat. <laughs> so, um, this one is that I, I'm always aware of the survivor bias with these kind of things. Um, just because something's worked for me doesn't mean that it's amazing advice and everybody should do it. Um, I, I often think that when you see the, you know, the kind of TED talks where somebody will be saying that they did something, therefore it's brilliant and everyone should do it. Um, like the, there's a meme somewhere I saw where there's a guy with loads of money. It's about the survivor bias and he's, he's showing how, um, he said, I spent every penny I had on lottery tickets. People told me I was silly, but I carried on and look where I am now. Eventually I won, you know, because <laughs> that one did, but yeah. there's lots without a Ted talk stage that <laughs> didn't, but anyway, you did ask me a very simple question. Uh, so let's do one, two, three. Number one would be not to set rigid goals. I mentioned about goal adjustment. I think sometimes if you, when you're young, it's easy to set out this, here's what I want to achieve. And you've got this timeline, you've got this focus, and there's an awful lot to be said for that. But focus on that means that you might miss other opportunities as well. Um, and I think there's a real travesty sometimes when people do that. Secondly, I would say do stuff that you're good at because um, it's really rewarding to feel that you're doing something well. Um, so if you can find something you're good at, know that you're good at it and keep doing that because it will get its rewards one way or the other. And finally, um, I would... I would disassociate career with life, life satisfaction. It's one factor. There are many factors to life satisfaction. Um, you don't work forever. Uh, 
you'll spend a, a period of your time where you'll retire and, in, in, and enjoy life in retirement. Um, and to go back to my deathbed scenario, nobody lies on their deathbed, you know, wishing they'd spent all their time in work. Um, know that there are uh, friends and families and hobbies and uh, ambitions that are not career related. All of these things are the things that bring about life satisfaction. So don't ever place your happiness as contingent upon just one thing. Um, I've, I've kind of hovered over a couple of them during what I'm saying, but I'm going to kind of uh, specify them. There are three points that I would like to cover. The first one is always ask yourself, what if they don't? The second one is it always happens for a good reason. And the third one, do not fear the unknown. Mm -hmm. So let's elaborate a little bit. So the first one about asking yourself, what if they don't? So again, I spoke about the fear of rejection. So I noticed that most fear rejection as an idea, and that's valid. But instead of setting up yourself for that, convince yourself that there's a pos that there's a positive possibility to every situation so instead of asking yourself what if they say no ask yourself what if they say yes it's all a matter of perspective so that's number one number two it always happens for a good reason so i was taught that if allah allowed us to see what he has in store for us in the future we would drop to the floor thanking him and never get up which means what Everything that happens to us in the now is either preparing us for a brighter future or eliminating what we think is good for us to allow something even better into our lives. Which brings me to a story of mine. At one of my jobs, I was promised a promotion. I found out that my name was shortlisted and it was just a matter of time for me to get it. I was absolutely devastated um, that I knew because I knew I deserved that promotion and I worked so hard for it. Um, that I was, I was taken out of it. And, um, and I said, you know what, there must be something better coming soon. I mean, I know that I'm, I was hoping for it, but whatever, my name was taken out. It's not a big deal. Something must uh, be better. And truth be told, less than six months, I got a job somewhere else that was three grades higher than what I had, three times the salary that I had, and needed, uh, needed me to join immediately. So please note, if I got that promotion, my notice period would have been three months. And because I didn't get that promotion, my notice period was only one month. So, and, and based because of my, um, my vacation accumulated, I could have reduced it to only two weeks. So if I, if I got promoted, the opportunity of a lifetime would have gone away. So yes, it may seem like it is the end of the world at that moment, but remind yourself, it is always for a good reason. Then finally, we are always afraid of things that we don't know. So the fear of the unknown. Cold feet before getting married, picking a new home, traveling to a new country. It is a completely normal reaction. But never fear it to the limit that you run away. Stand your ground. Challenge yourself. And if you don't know how to proceed, surprise, ask don't hold yourself responsible for the information that you do not have. Empower yourself with the knowledge and the experience to move forward. So um, there's nothing scary 
there's nothing there's nothing scaring about not knowing something admit it to yourself allow yourself to 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 understand that um and ask 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 so given your experience can you list your top 5 networking tips for youngsters who are yeah ambitious and smart but a bit naive about how to proceed sure absolutely so i think like you know the first step that is is that before you start networking you should only pick one or two jobs maximum of two jobs that you want to pursue and not more than that because when you narrow down the scope it makes it much easier for you to network and easier to prepare if you're choosing like five different fields you got to learn five different subjects and you know that's not the best way uh to use your time and resources so that's one like narrow down on uh the jobs like that you really like and have it ranked like number 1 ranking 1 and 2 like that that that's how you start and then second i would say is that you know you should never be afraid to reach out to people and connect however senior or junior they are this is the only way you will actually get yourself out there and be marketable and presentable in front of people they will not know who you are till you actually reach out to them right third is basically i would say know your audience right if you are speaking to someone who's working in let's say risk management right and if you ask them about a job in asset management that would be a waste of their time and your time right as he basically would feel that you have not done uh your homework to understand where he works and two is that he might actually might be limited in that capacity to help you out because he's in a different field and you're asking help from him to go in a completely different field so that's very limiting uh next is basically i would say like never ask for a job rather be genuine in connecting with the person uh, to learn more about the field he is in what he is doing and forming a meaningful relationship yes you know down the line if things work up and you've shown interest and you know made a strong impression he'll definitely keep you in mind and that's how you pop up and basically if you form a really good relationship i would remember oh yeah this person reached out to me i think he might actually be good for a role let me just ring him up and see if he's still interested or available for this position right I would, the next thing i would say is like networking is like you know not a, like a one time exercise when you just reach out to people connect with them once and expect miracles to happen or take place you know it's a networking is more like you know a long term investing like you actually have to invest uh in in this process it's a very long term process where you keep in touch with people like just it could be anything right just being in front of them and over time it will actually deep benefits and you know like last but not least like is that when you are speaking to someone senior make sure you have your story padded down as to why you want to do this what makes you a good candidate and always have something some interesting questions and not some generic questions that you can find answers to online mm-hmm. uh because like you know the first question they'll ask you is like okay why do you want to do this and if you fumble or don't have a right answer i could ju- i would just be like okay this is just someone regular who is just looking for any job and he's really not interested in this one and he's just reaching out generally so you are and i think so that's something that's very important to like know your story and why you want to do this and also like you know you're trying to learn as much as possible about the field mm-hmm. uh when you go out there and network so you have to like and the best way to do it is basically asking questions uh that and which also shows curiosity uh to the person who you're talking to right and that kind of makes them think okay this guy is actually interested in this right right now now you've been mm-hmm. in investment banking hanatosh for nearly yeah. one and a half years Mm-hmm. and have been involved if uh, i mean looking at your resume in quite a few big deals including leverage buyouts acquisitions yeah. uh, debt financing right so i've got yep. a few questions for you firstly 
because mm-hmm. a lot of youngsters see investment as a very sexy field, you know, <laughs> banking, and they yeah. all say they want to get a break into IB, but yep. most of them have no clue of mm. skill set IB demands. So, what mm-hmm. are the top three skills, i.e., aptitude? Okay, uh, all right, that you must have to succeed. Okay, so I think the most important skills, right, is technical skills. Like you can say, like accounting, valuation. Those are very important. That's your daily bread and butter, and you should. That's the bare minimum requirement. That's not even a requirement for you to get selected. Like if you, it's like a tick mark. Like okay, he has it. Like every other candidate, like every other candidate who's interviewing will know his technical skills. So that's the first place to start with. Uh, but that's not the only thing, right? Second thing, what is like an aptitude wise, like I would say like, you know, taking initiative, like when, if some, something work comes along, like you should be able to like for, be the first person, like raise your hand, uh, say that you would do it. And, but you should kind of always have to be careful when you say yes, because if you try pleasing everyone or saying yes to everything, you're essentially setting yourself up to failure as there are only 24 hours in a day. And those deadlines mm-hmm. are rarely shipped, right? Third thing I would suggest is like, you know, attention to detail because sometimes like the devil is in the details. Like you might not pay attention to it, but like at the end that could actually make it a break or a like win win or lose situation for you. Third, I think, or like the fourth thing I would say would be like, you know, problem solving and critical thinking uh, is something that's very important. Quite a few times you'd be given work uh, and you'd be expecting that, you know, you would be taking off on this work from someone else and helping them out, making them, uh, relieving them of this duty and like make, helping them think of bigger picture stuff. So in this case, of course, they'll guide you and help you, but you know, sometimes, most times people are busy in other things and you might not get constant attention. So for you to actually able to like, you know, solve the problem given to you or think critically, uh, that's very important. And that kind of shows that if you can do that, okay, we are giving him some responsibility, he's able to do that. Let's move forward and give him higher responsibility. I think. That's what they say, right? Like in, in banking, like before we help you merge two companies, show me, uh, complete this simple task before you actually end up doing something very heavy. So gaining, gaining the trust is very important of a person. Right, so that is two top three um, <clears throat> aptitude or skills that you need, right? Correct. What are the top three attitude in terms of, you know, uh, your, your yeah. approach to work that you must have in IB to succeed? So I think like something that's very important is like, you know, your soft skills, like your personality, how you speak, how you connect with people, how you present your work is very important. At the end of it, like any, any, any job that you do is re- requires some sort of like personal connection. And if you're an easy person to work with, that's much better for, for you and everyone compared to not being an easy person to work with. Two would be like, you know, you should always ask questions, like show that you're eager to learn. Like if you don't understand anything, sure, take it out, take out the first 10, 15 minutes to understand it or do it by yourself. But if you don't, always ask questions as to why is this happening? Can I can you show me how it's done or anything that you don't understand? It just shows that you're eager to learn, right? And you know, third thing I would say is like when you actually join, you may not know anything or everything at all. And that is okay, as long as you're, you know, willing to put the effort and learn, that's something that's most important. And then the third, fourth thing I would say is like humility and being humble, right? Like showing excitement in your job, uh, not being arrogant, like being responsive to people uh, when they email you right away, at least telling them, hey, like, look, I got this, I saw your email, I'll get back to this later on in the day or whenever you get time. That's at least that way people know you've read 
their email and they are not consistently aware that have you got my email or not, right? So yeah, so essentially like as a beginner, like you don't bring a lot to the table, but you're expected to bring excitement and eagerness to learn. And I think if you have these qualities, I think you're definitely, you know, set up for success. And I think the last but not the least, and I think is having a great work ethic, always showing up on time, like, you know, meeting your deadlines, always extending a helping hand to the team. I think that goes a long way. So, yeah. Um, I'm really touched that you are asking me for advice and uh, let me try and give you some something different some some tips which are slightly different from what you've probably heard so my first one would be uh, show off what you know but acknowledge what you don't know this comes from what I spoke earlier saying you must say what you don't know because no one's a mind reader they're not going to know your limitations. So only show off what you know and what you don't, go out there and ask for help. There's nothing wrong in asking for help for what you don't know. My uh, second piece of advice would be, be there early. Be there early, get into the office early and work in the early morning hours. Don't stay too late. Don't do that late night culture. Don't do that FaceTime culture. It's much, much better in the long term. And you have more perspective. You're fresher and your attention to detail is much better. And uh, my third one would be, uh, it won't always be easy. It's not going to be easy, but hang in there. People will only have as much confidence in you as you have in yourself. So always have confidence in yourself because it's not going to be easy. I'm I've not had an easy road, but I hung in there. And if you hang in there, you'll, you'll definitely make it. So my first point that I'm going to, that I'm going to talk about, um, that had an indirect impact on my career, right? So I would start with surrounding yourself with right circle of people okay this is important who you spend time with the most has a strong indirect influence on who you become as a person don't fall into fake social media trap to get external validation don't be scared to cut off and eliminate because of massive groupism issue here Binod. um <clears throat> People, what they try to do is they try to change themselves to fit in. And, and, and then what happens is they develop insecurities and, and they're just worried about what people think of them. Um, and that leads to several mental blocks. It leads to self-awareness issues. It leads to low, uh, you know, you, you have low self-esteem and, and anxiety issues. Um, the reason I'm emphasizing on this is because I was once upon a time a victim of this. And honestly, Binod, I have seen many intelligent friends of mine lose focus because they were unable to cut off and move on. Um, on the other hand, I, I saw a change in my personality as I surrounded myself with right people who I share common interests with. In fact, I got really lucky, right? Because all of them had way more life skills and career exposure than me. 
um, I would I would call them my dynamic circle of advisors. These guys have throughout my career inspired me to take up different possibilities and different risks, you know, all the way from leaving a well-paid investment banking role to joining a pure sales role at Brick Investments and then leaving Brick and then going all out on networking and upskilling. My decision and my and my my decision making and my planning skills over time have actually got better as a result of surrounding myself with right people. So the first one is is, is definitely surround yourself with the right circle of friends. Um, secondly, I would say network early and seek out for education beyond classrooms. So what I mean by this is. I wasted a lot of time in university trying to fit in, made incorrect choices, got really lazy, and as a result, just became a follower. I would opt for courses because everyone was doing it. And boy, did I waste a lot of time and money. Whenever any undergrad tells me I'm doing CFA, ACCA, MBA, because everyone in my circle is doing it and that's what the market wants, I would tell him to stop because he's making a big mistake. Solution, network early reach out to analysts, reach out to managers, you know, reach out to your seniors to understand and learn more about their roles before, before deciding uh, if you want to do an MBA or CFA, whatever it is, right? Many undergrads start networking when the time comes, and then they think that they have developed a passion in investment banking because they liked few finance subjects in university. I personally believe you cannot be passionate about something unless you have had practical exposure to it, right? So my advice would be do early internships, even if it's for free, right? Do, do early internships in as many core finance roles as possible to get that clarity. Um, participate in seminars and conferences and competitions. That's the easiest way to meet professionals and seek guidance. Um, I would also strongly recommend a young finance um, um, undergrads to subscribe to Wall Street Oasis. It's a one-stop shop resource for finance. And believe me when I say it, clarity is everything, right? So there are just so many sources out there. Use LinkedIn, Wall Street Oasis, mergers and acquisitions, CFA community. Use all these sources to figure out the step one for breaking into any, any finance role. And then lastly, and most importantly, I would say build a long-term goal. <laughs> what I mean is don't get comfortable with your paycheck and job. Trust me when I say this, anyone can be easily replaced, right? A sudden situation like COVID can take away everything from you in one single second. Um, I know everyone says this, but it's just so important to like, you know, digest what I'm, what I'm saying. Um, Keep, you know, keep, keep self-investing, build your network correctly. Don't get distracted. Uh, you know, what I always do is I, I write down my daily goals. I try to focus more on the process um, based on what I aspire to become. Um, I, I do know, I do know it's a tough road ahead. Um, and that's exactly why, that's exactly why I don't focus on the outcome, you know? So instead of procrastinating, I try and learn from my mistakes. I celebrate my small wins. I just, just reflect how much I've achieved. And, and I always have a backup plan. I always have a plan B to make my plan A work. Um, and so honestly, Binod, progress in any form excites me. And that's how I define success. To me, success is progress in any form.
so see firstly uh, i would say clarity is power i mean getting clarity on what you want but now this is again easier said than done you uh, might not sorry. have the clarity uh, your your voice froze for about 15 seconds there again okay so you need, you need to repeat your section hold on so again um, i i've already asked the question you start again from clarity is power okay yeah okay and and speak slowly and loudly and clearly there's no hurry okay so 1 2 3 go yeah so uh, firstly i would say clarity is power i mean getting clarity on what you want to do and more importantly why you want to do it right so if you know these two things then sooner or later i believe that you can get what you want so now again this is easier said than done okay so you might not have clarity on day one but uh, if you keep looking for it then uh, eventually you will get it in 2 to 4 years uh, if you're lucky so second tip would be uh, i would say intelligence is overrated and persistence is underrated so i mean you don't have to be the smartest person in the room but of course you can try to be the grittiest and so there is this quote by uh, denzel washington that if you hang around the barber shop long enough uh, sooner or later you are going to get a haircut so yeah. third tip would be uh, networking is uh, more important than your degree okay so i mean if even if you are the smartest person in the room but you can't go far uh, unless 100 people know you and you know them right but having said that uh, networking uh, should be done with the intent to give and uh, it will come back to you in unexpected way so i think that three tips sums up so number one is read read and read so there is no shortcut there you've got to read all the amazing books out there and there are plenty depending on what is your what are your interests so if you're interested in something and you want to excel there are no shortcuts you've got mm-hmm. to read those books there's a wealth of information wealth of knowledge out there that's so easily it's so well documented it's right there for you so i think number one is to read read and read and number 2 would be to like so if you have role models it's so easy to access them now in you know in this day and age youtube is there for everyone it's for free so if you want to say if you're inspired by warren buffett you can any day go and look look him up on youtube listen to his talks listen to his most recent talks so for instance if you're someone who's looking for uh, tips on say financial markets you look it up look him up look up your you know heroes and just just go ahead listen to them so having those great i mean greats having those professionals so accessible to us is a blessing and it's free of cost what could be better so go ahead listen to them and third i would say is for all those young guys and girls there go and intern 
So if you think, if you are wondering what it means to be, say, a data scientist, stop wondering, start acting. Go there, take up an internship, learn it. If you're wondering what it means to be an analyst, apply to all these positions globally. Everyone today is working virtually. So say you're in India and you want to work with someone in the US, it's possible today. Go and apply there to any firm you want to. Go to all these websites, use LinkedIn, use AngelList, go and apply, talk to people and get that internship. Know what it is to be a data scientist, know what it is to be an equity researcher and then take a call. We did not have this option when we were their age, but that's, that's the opportunity you have and make the most of it. So I think, I think being aware of that opportunity is important and then making the most of it is, is, is equally important. So I think those are my top three tips. And I'll just add three additional things um, here for, for our listeners. The first thing is I was just speaking about change. So be prepared for a lot of change and be prepared to embrace it and to run with it. Be adaptable, agile, be curious, ask a lot of questions, contribute. This is what every uh, employer would look for. The second thing is be digitally savvy. And uh, if you don't have an MBA, at least you have to be a master of Zoom because without that, you won't succeed nowadays, right? We are all on, on some digital means. Even now, together, we speak on Zoom. So um, you have to know all the gadgets and apps that will help your life and help your working life and make things better for you, easier for you, increase your productivity. And uh, the third one is, again, um, you have to master your ability to connect with people, work with people, not only in person, but also uh, digitally. This, this, is very, very, this is very important. Uh, and all this, obviously, uh, with a positive attitude and giving 110% of your work. Not an easy task. So look, these are just very, very basic things. Um, one, read everything, okay? So no matter what you decide to do, this will help you. And uh, I have over 700 books at home and I'm making sure my daughter also gets into this habit as well. I think a major problem with people these days is that you know we're so used to scrolling and skimming over information that we forget to read what's actually there, right? But trust me, reading will give you an edge over everyone else. Two, I'd say, don't take shortcuts, hmm. right? So sometimes all we want to do is get to the top. And in our zeal, we'll do anything to reach there. But honestly, the journey is often just as important as the destination. And what you learn along the way will make you better when you eventually reach the top. Three, I would say, own your mistakes and don't make excuses, right? The people that you're dealing with 
likely have years of experience and they will see right through you. So uh, don't make excuses, don't lie, you know, be a straight shooter, just find a way to fix the situation. And um, finally, I'd say, be humble in your learning process because who better to teach you than the guy who's already on the ground? Don't ever think that you're too high and mighty just because you have a fancy degree or a fancy qualification. There is never any substitute for experience. So be ready to learn from anyone, anytime, anywhere. Um, well, I'll give this a go. You did forewarn me about this question, so <laughs> I did have to think about it. I hate these sort of three top, top tip things, but but the, the first thing is to say, I think, to everybody, you know, go back to the thing that I said at the start, that it's a long race. Hmm. And it's not where you start that counts, it's where you finish. That's what's most important. And, um, you know, so it's getting your first foot upon the ladder that's important in the business, hopefully, that you want to be in. Don't worry so much if you can't get into if if you know if you want to be uh, at, at the front of the asset management process. Don't worry if you can't get there to start with. Um, get into an asset management business at whatever level in whatever capacity, if it's in the middle or the back office, and work your way forward to the front office. It's a long old race. You've got lots to learn. You'll be better in the front office if you have gone through the back office. So try and try and remember that that it's it's um, it's not where you start in life that's important. It's where you finish. So so I think that's that's the first thing that I would say. I certainly did that. I started as an accountant, went into an asset management company in the back office, and worked my way forward from the back office to the front office. So it's perfectly possible. It's still possible. You can do it if you navigate the organizations that you're in successfully. Secondly, I think we've mentioned it many, many times during this podcast, never be afraid of change or uncertainty. And in the asset management world, it's not about being afraid of change and uncertainty. It's about embracing change and uncertainty. That's what depresses me more than anything else when I think about the asset management industry, is we seem to have forgotten that change and uncertainty is where we live. That's where the opportunity is. That's that's the good stuff. The more uncertainty there is out there, the more change there is out there, the more alpha we can generate. So we want to actively, as asset managers, go to places, countries, uh, or industries where reporting is poor, where people have, you know, ten different views as to how something might work out. That's where we live. If you know everything, if you know what the future looks like. You're never going to make an investment return that's above the rate of cash. So always be in your mindset, if you want to be a good asset manager, always in your mindset, embrace change and embrace uncertainty. And that's obviously a lesson for life as well. Mm -hmm. it, it, these are good things. These are dynamics that propel humankind forward. And you want to be on the right side of them. You want to be challenging yourself to take advantage of change and uncertainty at all times, professionally and personally. The final thing, which uh, <laughs> connects back to, to my wanderlust, if you like, uh, is, is go see for yourself. I think the modern world is set up in a way that we believe 
that we can, and obviously COVID has contributed to this as well, we believe we can do everything sitting behind a screen. And the types of technical people, as we talked earlier, that we've sucked into the investment management industry are disposed towards that view anyway, that they can see everything that they need to see on a Bloomberg screen or on a YouTube video or some other streaming service. Um, but it's not true mm. because you're seeing a filtered view of life. You're seeing only what people want you to see. You're not necessarily seeing the whole picture. And the one thing that I can absolutely assure you of is that when you go and visit a company or when you go and visit a country, your view of that company or country will be radically different to the one that you have uh, come to through your desktop research. There is no substitute for going to see for yourself. So those are my three tips. It's, uh, it's not where you start, it's where you finish that counts. Get in and work your ticket. Never be afraid of change and uncertainty. Those are your opportunities and go see for yourself. Actually, I'm very happy to share the key things uh, which I have learned from my journey so far and, you know, which have helped me somewhere uh, throughout. So uh, the very first one which comes to my mind and which I have uh, actually applied somewhere is, you know, you have to be determined uh, you and focused. I personally believe that if your level of determination somewhere outweighs your hard work, you know, as in 49% uh, of hard work, maybe, and uh, which is followed by 51% of determination. So this combination, uh, you know, sometimes this combination of your sheer determination could open doors and it can lead you towards your goal. I have personally experienced this in several ways. But, you know, when I say that you have to be very cautious because it only works when there is a marginal difference between the two, which is hard work and determination. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so you will have to be very mindful by uh, whenever you are, you know, leveraging this uh, formula, I would say. Mm -hmm. So the another thing which uh, I have learned uh, being part of the corporate culture, which comes to my mind quickly is, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. I, 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 I know that, uh, you know, someone had said it in context of investments, but the same applies to almost everything in your life. Mm. Not all individuals, all organizations are same and it's really not fair to treat them same way, right? So you have to be very careful uh, on this note and, you know, just to add further on this one, but, you know, maybe in some another context, uh, I have also experienced that not all the times you will be able to walk in someone else's shoes. Um, I, I know you must be wondering that what I mean by that. So, mm -hmm. you know, for example, if your shoe size is seven, whereas you are trying to wear someone else's shoes, which is, you know, of maybe size 10, then obviously you are not going to have a good experience, right? And you will end up complaining. So, so to conclude that point, we should seek lessons from others, but sometimes you will have to, uh, you know, sail on your boat by yourself. Um, and, you know, this is something which I had learned lately when I was changing my job and 
people told me that sakshi don't go for that organization don't go for this organization it is not good uh, you know so i respect them all because they all were my seniors and friends and they were trying to help me uh, so that i can make an informed decision but at the uh, at the end i felt that maybe they have made these perceptions based upon their experiences or maybe uh, per hearsay so rather in such cases my personal opinion is to you know uh, inquire more details like okay if you say this company is not good then which company which department which process or you know the team or the managers of it you didn't like and what what are the possible reasons uh, you know uh, that made you not liking them so understand on those grounds and then make a call is what i would like to say so apart from that moving on uh, the another thing which comes to my mind is you know being open to the new challenges is one of the key learnings i had in my journey we all are placed in a fast paced dynamic business environment and uh, we need to be open to anything uh, which is coming up on our way this was <laughs> this was one of the another blunder that i had missed uh, at first because right i had told you in the beginning that how i was scared when i was been put up in an it team so i was scared it made me scared to be scared i was not uh, you know uh, to be honest i was not scared because the challenge scared me but you know or uh, i didn't wanted to undergo any change but i was afraid to fail and make mistakes but it is with the time i realized that you grow and learn only when you take on more challenges and make mistakes so that's the key thing so be open to challenges every time it will help you in the long run yeah uh another there are so many uh, things i would like to share but i will stick on to only few uh, keeping the time in the mind so the uh, moving on to the next which i can remember is you know um, i i know i think most of people must have heard about it and know its significance already so i'll just keep it very short and clear that creating your network and building relationships uh, being both interpersonal and professional is necessary as it is something that will help you when you need someone and you know someone needs you so it works both the ways so it's very important to create your network hmm and maybe uh, last for today uh, but not the least and most importantly is it all starts and comes from you it is something where self beliefs comes into picture and you know it is very important to never ever underestimate yourself because if you don't believe in yourself there is no reason for anyone else to believe in you and each of us you know have our own defined personalities uh we have our own traits which makes each one of us different from the rest so never pull yourself down mm. mentally and never never you know never insto- instill those those thoughts of self doubt or comparison and you know thinking being less uh, than someone else so stay fearless and uh, never ever go into such directions i would say
So what are the three top lessons, uh, briefly, that you learned in life and career, uh, and, and how did that happen? So I, I link this to a bit of my running, okay, and when, when I was running my recent half uh, marathon, Mm. Yes, and uh, I, I, I was uh, in the, at about uh, start, right, at the sixth kilometer, I was running and I happened to see this group of uh, runners who were led by this one with a flag. I didn't know what that flag meant. But then I looked at those runners, this is while I'm running, I looked, they were all visually challenged. Mm. And they were all running in the night. Wow. And that moment, I realized that what am I complaining about? If they can, mm. I can. I have, a, I have a pair of legs. They do. You just have to get there and start running, right? So this is what I learned that, you know, you can't complain about anything. You have a lot more than you think. So the first lesson is don't complain. Don't complain. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. And uh, the second lesson that I could say is failure. Mm. Okay, I, I've, I've been a good student from, uh, from all my school college levels again you know dean's list and all that and i never experienced failing so um, obviously you know there are two different things right this classroom studying in school is different from cfa but i had never failed so it it was number one mentally challenging to deal with it uh, to you know embrace it to accept failure and uh, obviously you know you have to work on it mentally before you actually start executing a new plan so that was one very important lesson that uh, it's okay I still remember, uh, sorry to interrupt, I still remember the message you sent me after you failed, I think, level two or level three the first time. I remember this went like 24 hours or 48 hours after the results had come out, when normally people are in a state of shock or disappointment. And you were quite calm about it and you were saying, you know what, this happens in life, you have to deal with it and I intend to move on. I was quite impressed even at that point. I think I, if you remember the exchange, right? And I was thinking, uh, she's quite unique because people don't normally react to failure after studying for so long mm. in such an important exam. Mm. So so second lesson, very important, failure, right? I mean, be resilient. Absolutely. It I teaches think, you a lot, you know? It teaches yeah, you a lot no, more does. than just passing, by the way. Yeah. I always say, you know, failure is delay, is not defeat. You know, yes, it's just absolutely. delayed your, 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 uh, your, your, what do you call, final destination, but it's not, uh, it's not a full stop. Mm. It's a comma. Yeah? Absolutely. And what else? Um, so the same thing, again, dealing with rejections, right? So my work also involves a lot of it. So, mm. you know, I can understand that. Um, what is what is important in your career as well? Like you know, you have to be out of comfort zone. Mm. So you know, hungry. Mm. You know, you have to be hungry for new things, new challenges, new opportunities. Um, you know, there are people we come across in our daily lives who are at their position for years or or in that role for years. Uh, you wonder, are they settled or are they comfortable? Yeah, right? Same thing. Yeah. So I I really wonder. People are there for like twenty five years in the Absolutely. same position. Absolutely. No promotions. Same job. Same company. And I think. Holy crap. How it do limits they... your ability to think yeah. of new things. Yeah. And I think yeah. being hungry for better, be it career or be it personal life, just teaches you new things. Mm. You just pick up new things in life. And okay. I think this is what my entire CFA running journey has been about. Mm. New so number one, ask. Always, always ask, right? Never be afraid to ask. Like, you know, what's the worst that can happen? The person can say no, right? True. But What's the alternative? Somebody could say yes, and that could be a big step in, like you know, achieving your dream, mm. or your goal mm. as mm. well. So mm. always, always, always ask. Right. It's very critical. Right. Okay. Uh, second aspect would be uh, 
just to be very curious mm. okay never give up never like you know restrict yourself to a particular role to a particular job to a particular business functions go beyond like you know so for example if you are working in a business there is an x figure out the upstream and downstream kind of impact of your job profile right so once you do that uh you will be so much better educated it will also allow you to figure out what your next move is what Correct. all you can achieve what are your what are the things that you might be lacking and thereby like you know acquire some of the skills and attributes so be curious right third thing make your own decisions right it's uh be open to advice from everyone mm-hmm. okay so reach out like you no know, never never like you no know, ignore advice okay take it take every advice from anyone and anyone that's out there but make your own decisions yeah right? the final decision is yours final decision has to be yours like right. you no know, sometimes it will work out and sometimes it will not work out and that happens to all of us right, right. but it's my decision and i i would enjoy the success of it and if it is failure i learn from it and make sure i don't make it again but yeah, exactly but make your decisions correct. so correct. always ask be curious and always make your own decisions the very first lesson which i have learned is which is very important is never stop learning uh, not to become stagnant and uh, your life is like you know uh, past mistakes happens regrets happens that's okay but one should keep on improving themselves you know there is never ending improve, improvement you can see second thing i believe is be more humble be more open be more flexible either either at some point of time you will be burned or buried so ultimately one should be more you know one should allow himself or herself to be more acceptable more open and connect easily with others because you got only one life and lastly i believe one should take calculated risk i'm not saying say berserk risk it should be calculated because ultimately we have also done cfa and everything so you can relate so when it comes to finance it's not like berserkly you are taking risk it has to be always calculated risk that takes you to somewhere which is much better and new in terms of what i'm trying to say is that you know sometimes there are people who might not be supporting or might not believe in yourself but that's okay listen to your heart and mind and uh, whatever you want to do in life you should do it but mm. it should be done within the within the what do you call uh, uh within uh, while keeping in mind the calculated risk and everything ultimately there is a saying that you know there is no gain without pain so one should also focus on that so right. these are the three lessons which i have learned so far say set clear targets with clear timelines and write them down uh, and then when you identify them write the tools that you need write the skills and the steps you need to make to achieve them mm. believe me it makes all the difference um, and I, i i always urge people to be who they are be yourself uh, you spend i always tell the guys you know if you remove the time you sleep in your life you spend almost 70% of your time awake in your work So if you're not yourself and and you're not like what you do and you don't have the passion of what you do and you're not uh, being yourself it's a horrible life to live. True. So be yourself. Uh be consistent with that. Mm. Uh don't change yourself according to uh a job or mm. uh, for anyone. Mm. Uh, just be yourself. Uh be consistent with yourself. So setting your goals, mm. being yourself and I would say it always it always uh, be passionate about what you do what you like right. do what yeah. you're passionate about yeah. don't be driven by money mm. don't be driven by uh, monetary pace mm. 
Mm. Because uh, I, I think that doing what you like, being passionate about, you know, it's it's said in a very vast way. Everyone is passionate apparently about what they do. Uh, but I, I I I think if you do that out of passion, you'll be happy. And happiness is is the ultimate target of what we do. You want to Absolutely. be happy. Yeah. The first one definitely uh, is the passion. I know that a lot of people are saying that, but it's really true. You need to, to be passionate about what you are doing to keep the motivation high and the commitment high. And also uh, to, to help you drive uh, people around you if you are a, a team leader or manager. So I'm going to jump in here, sorry to interrupt, but how do you know what you're passionate about when you're young, when you're in your 20s, like most listeners of this podcast? You're a fresh graduate, first job, how do, you know, how do you figure out what, what, what really drives you? What, how did you figure you, out? You experiment things. I think it's critical. Uh, like very few people know exactly what they want to do at uh, 20 years old. Exactly. So you need to experiment different kind of uh, uh, things and see which one is like really uh, exciting you and making you feel that, okay, this is what I want to do. And maybe um, along the way, as, as, for, as it was for me, I was very excited about the building engineering path. Uh, but at the end, I realized that, no, this is not for me. I wanted something a little bit more fast-paced. So don't be scared to experiment things. This is the best way for you to fine-tune uh, your uh, preferences and you, to, to find your passion, actually. And you can have several passions. You, you are not limited to one, actually. So uh, as I said, uh, I, I am in AI and machine learning, but I absolutely love also the alternative uh, food options and uh, the, the whole subject about intolerances and allergies. I'm, mm -hmm. like, I'm having several passions uh, driving me. You need something to keep your motivation and your drive and your ambition as well. So what was the passion? Uh, what else, what, what are the lessons would you say about uh, career and life? Okay, curiosity is definitely, definitely uh, very important. Be you curious, yeah? Be curious, yeah, 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 be curious. Try to learn as much as possible. This, this will help you to always improve your skill and uh, keep yourself motivated. Like try to explore different things and to understand uh, the why of these things to keep yourself uh, going. And the final uh, lesson, uh, it's to be grateful as well of what you have already in life, in your career, but uh, keep yourself um, focused and determined to explore every other option that could make your life better and happier. This is brought to you by The Real Finance Mentor. Thank you so much for listening. I really hope you found it insightful and inspirational. If you did enjoy this episode, please drop us a review and spread the word. And be sure to check out more exclusive content on therealfinancementor.com and my LinkedIn profile, which is Binot Shankar CFA. Let's keep in touch. Just add your name to the mailing list on therealfinancementor.com and we'll tell you about new episodes, plus book reviews, upcoming events, and blogs. Till the next time, onwards and upwards.